I felt like being extra tonight, Dee Dee. I was like, <laughs> just throw all the intros in because, you know, we're partnered with Get Haunted. It's a pretty badass little partnership and it brings yeah. so many more opportunities to the paranormal community. We're so proud to be a part of that. Hi, Dee Dee. It's Monday. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's Monday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. And you all know what that means. You're right here with the blondes. Uh, how was your weekend? Good. Start yeah. another new show and I'm still watching the one and it's, oh my God, I'm going to forget what it's called again. <laughs> another <laughs> life, which okay. I wonder if anybody else is watching it. I think it's, it's pretty good. It's a little cheesy, but it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check all those out. I, the only thing that I have caught is on Sundays and it's called from, I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard of this, but it's yeah. like these people wander into this town. I, they're like on road trips and they, but they can never leave this town. Oh, and uh, they, at night, when the sun goes down, these things come out, these, I guess, kind of vampiric creatures. We're, we're still trying to, this is what I don't like about some of these shows. You know, they have this amazing start and you're like, oh, it's so good. You know, the, those first three or four that you really right. feel like you're coming along. And then they are like, oh shit, we got to stretch this out. Yeah. And then it <laughs> and starts then it to get cheesy. Old. Yeah. It gets a little cheesier, a little slow, but yeah, um, so it's not bad. It's from the, the, the creatures are creepy because um, like there'll be people, you know, and they'll knock on your door and they'll be like, let me in. I, I hate that. I don't. Oh, I, don't really I have do to it. check that yeah. out. Is that yeah. Netflix I, or what's that on? Might be HBO. It might be a service like that. I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I don't have any of the pluses. I don't have any of the discovery plus or anything like that. So I'm thinking it might be like a an HBO sort of thing. I'm, I'm gonna look okay. that up for you. And I'll, have to I'll put it out yeah. there. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Um, all right, let's see. Before we get started, let's say our hellos. We have Danny. Danny, you were first yeah. today. You were first. Um, let's see. We have Dale from the Paranormal Voice. You guys go check out that amazing uh, Windsor, Ontario's own the Paranormal Voice with Dale and Michael John. Uh, let's see here. I gotta go on down. They were having their own little joke session there, Dale, and we have the Miss Beautiful Brittany right here with us. I know. And there, there he is. He's yeah. running a little behind today. I actually threw him a message. I'm like, uh, are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> I think he forgot today was Monday. Um, we have John C right here with us as well um let's see let's see let's see let's see i'm gonna go all the way down i'm gonna make sure i'm not missing anybody there now they're really having their conversation oh, so you're missing there's a lot of people <laughs> karen hi karen karen is one of the reasons or really um the reason this topic that we're gonna go over tonight Dee, karen is the one that uh asked the question to me she had written in and said what is your thought about pregnant people uh, investigating. So tonight we're going to talk about pregnancy and the paranormal. Um, so Karen, thank you so much for the topic because it yeah. is something it's, it is a topic it's out there. Um, many people do it. Um, and there's so much, I think that goes into this. So when I said it to Dee, she's like, well, this sounds really, really interesting. Right. So yeah. we got to talk about it. So I love it. So thank you, Karen, uh, Miss D who, well, hello, how are you today? We have Michael Greer. We have Travis. Hey, Travis, how are you? We have my sister, the lovely Miss Deborah. There is Leah from Seeking Ghosts with Anna. How are you, Leah? You got a, your husband, Al, just had a birthday, and Leah has a birthday coming up. So happy. They're like the blondes, birthday 
or yeah. it is guys it's june it is the blonde's birthday month so i don't know we got to do something fun we got to do i don't know what we're gonna do here but we got to come up with something fun. i know oh i'll cut in right real quick and we we had talked about this on spotify if mm -hmm. you guys want to leave us a voice message it can be a comment it could be a question it could be a request and then we'll actually be able to play them in an episode maybe if we get enough we could put something together you know and cover the topics or answer the questions it could be fun so so Didi, how do they do that so i went to paranormally blonde on spotify i want to do this right now with you so i went to paranormally blonde on spotify so how how do we get to that part of to leave the message how do we do that do you well know? it should be right i'll you know what i'll find a link and i'll put it in there how about that okay because okay i can't explain <laughs> i could find yeah, it because i'm <laughs> not sure if it was obvious to me but i don't really i mean i didn't even know that was a possibility on spotify so i'm not sure that i even know where to look right so right. and it i don't either because like i only idea. see it yeah but <laughs> i'll just like, get a link he's like don't even don't even have people maybe what you don't want people leaving us messages hopefully they'll be kind be nice <laughs> be nice um right we need a big old birthday party maybe we'll have maybe we will Dee, you're a gemini correct yeah yeah you're a gemini i'm a cancer so it's Dee takes on the first half of the month and i take on the last half of the month um so we it's a good blend it's a good blend we but maybe we'll have like a little birthday game night maybe we just need to pick a Monday. yeah do a little birthday have a, a little cocktail together and yeah and play a little game. I love it. I love it. D who spot you've never seen Spotify. It's where you find all the amazing podcasts. I do love Spotify. It is one of my favorite things. I play it all the time to listen to all my podcasts. So yeah, it gets um, me through yeah, washing I, dishes. Yeah, right. You put that on, you listen to a podcast and you know, run the vacuum and you're set. Like that's, <laughs> that is uh yeah, have Leo leave us a message. We would love that. <laughs> well, hey, Three Souls. I feel like we haven't seen you for a while, Three Souls. I hope you guys are doing all right. Um, yeah, so tonight, pregnancy and the paranormal. Um, you know, it's so popular now to be in the paranormal. And, and we're not just talking belief systems because belief systems are out there, right? Like, it's all over the place with spirits and being pregnant and what that could mean with connections. Um, but you know, there's the obvious stuff, right? There's the obvious stuff with the environment itself. We are going into abandoned buildings. So, right, asbestos, lead paint, um, unstable conditions, right? It's dark. Um, I don't even know. You know, you don't know. Loose boards. I mean, nails sticking. I mean, there are things you can physically hurt yourself with. We know this. Sure. I mean, or breathing in even, chemicals yeah, breathing and stuff like that. Paint chips. Contaminants. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, you know, there are always those things you need to keep in mind. But even if you're not pregnant, you should keep those things in yeah. mind, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say investigating environment-wise is probably much like scooping a cat box out while you're pregnant. You might want to just make sure you have <laughs> some sort of face covering or make sure that it's not a location that's a little too much. Um, but I have, I have, um, a friend of my sister's was like fairly far along in her pregnancy and she, she did investigate, um, Hillview with us. And, you know, really for her, it was just a matter of making sure she had snacks on hand, right. Just to make sure, cause you're up all night 
and yeah. you know, as you're pregnant and, and kind of huffing it yeah. around, you're tired. Yeah. You want to make sure that you are definitely, um, hydrated more so, um, and you want to be hydrated anyways during an investigation, but more so when you're pregnant, but yeah, there are so many things to think about, but have you even thought about that before? Like it, you know, I had never while you're pregnant. Yeah. I had never thought about it until you mentioned it last week. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't actually know if I would or not. I think that if you go in with the attitude of you're having fun and it's uplifting and it's a positive experience because whatever you're experiencing, the baby's experiencing. So even Mm -hmm. if there isn't something bad there, but you're scared and all that, you're putting those vibes to the baby's feeling everything that you're experiencing. So Mm -hmm. I think psychologically, if it's something like staying at a haunted hotel and having fun, as opposed to like going in a prison and being locked in a cell or something like you're going to have a different experience. Right. So, I mean, I think it's fine unless you're in a place with, you know, the peeling walls with paint chips and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I, you know, but then like you said, anybody should be concerned about that really. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let, do, does it sound like my audio is cutting out for you, Dee Dee? It does when you that? move. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just stay really, really still. <laughs> so um, you can't move. I won't move. Um, yeah. And I think you're right. A mindset must play because we know even when we are not pregnant and we kind of go into a really kind of extreme mindset, right? We can really sort of, um, turn anything after an investigation into I have an attachment or now this bad thing happened. And and the reality is, is we'll never know because if you never investigated and that's still, you know what I'm saying? How do you know when to attach the experience that you're having at these locations and or investigations to what has happened after? Right. So I think, you know, if you're somebody that probably is a little bit more concerned during a pregnancy probably not the best thing maybe to go on an investigation um especially uh, one in darker nature um so yeah um but we have for you guys yeah right baby's first words this is funny i'm sorry get out (laughs) that's usually the mom's first words get out like just get out of me now um so okay so tonight like Stacey Talich with us. We figured we would add in, we have our own resident Udemy professor right here on call at all times. Um, welcome, Stacy. Thank you for, Thank you. for being a part of this. Um, Stacy's going to keep it, keep it very calm for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're not going to scare anybody because here's the reality. He's going to share his knowledge with different cultures and their beliefs with the paranormal and pregnancies and we're just going to kind of we're going to kind of talk about all of it because i think that you know in the end right um beliefs are beliefs and i we don't know if like i i already have a question for you when it comes to the culture part stacy but i want you to go into it before i i do ask <laughs> what wait the baby maker himself what is that <laughs> <laughs> i've got two kids i don't know what you're talking about Oh my God. What does that even mean? I'm, I'm that's yeah. Pregnancy could, I'm curious, you know, pregnancy does have a tendency to sort of kick up some of those yeah. awareness and those feelings and those intuitions. Do you agree with that, Stacey? Yeah. And there's pros and cons to all of this. 
uh, mm. when it comes to the pregnancy and the paranormal. Um, mm -hmm. I want to go over the cons first because those are more cultural and theoretical as opposed to evidence-based. Uh, okay. The Every culture throughout the world has a baby-stealing demon. You know, whether you're talking about Lilith, who, you know, snatched, snatches up uh, babies in the in the middle of the night or causes miscarriages because she wants to the, the soul of the baby. She, she wasn't allowed to have children of her own. She was kicked out of the garden because she was strong headed and obstinate. So she was not allowed to have any children of her own. So she stole other women's babies. That was the story. A lot of these myths of demons coming and stealing babies really originates from the high mortality rate, infant mortality rate. I mean, if you think about, you know, what it took to reach adulthood uh, just a few hundred years ago, <clears throat> the only way people could explain why this was taking place was demons were taking away the babies. Demons mm -hmm. were taking away the children. Um, La Lorna in, in Latin culture, she would steal children. Uh, it mostly it was a boogeyman, Baba Yaga kind of thing, uh, where if you heard a woman crying in the distance, she was right there, and if you heard her, you know, right there, she was far away, and it, it oh. was a way to scare children to come home at night, so that okay. they didn't, you know, wander off. <clears throat> but a, a lot of these stories may have an element of truth to it. Personally, I've never seen it where, you know, women go into a paranormal investigation or a seance. I'm more familiar with the Misa or the seance scenario where you're surrounded by the dead and you're doing communications with the dead. Pregnant women are there, but they're usually in a protected environment. Seances, there's a, there's a conjuring that's going on. There's a long ass prayer ahead of time to only have enlightened spirits in that environment. So mm -hmm. you're not going to be dealing with baby stealers if, if that's a thing. Um, mm -hmm. The only time, one time, uh, one of the women there miscarriage right after a seance. Mm -hmm. But in truth, she was morbidly obese. She had a lot of health problems of her own and it really mm -hmm. didn't any, have anything to do with the seance. So mm -hmm. in my experience, it's not really a thing for, mm -hmm. you know, babies to be stolen, uh, you know, miscarriaging, all that, that SIDS, just because you're in the, the paranormal. That being said, um, we don't know what kind of environment you're walking into in a prison or, you know, uh, you're going to a hotel that's, that's massively haunted or, or even the conjure house. Uh, where stories have been said of certain kinds of activity. You don't know mm -hmm. what you're dealing with in that kind of, it's not a controlled environment, unlike a seance or it's controlled. Um, also, that being said, what I've noticed personally, you know that glow that people talk about when women are pregnant, they got that glow about them, they're suddenly pregnant, they don't look it, but they've got a glow about them. That's a real thing. Women who are, I, I can see it myself in auras. Women who are in that first trimester, they have a golden yellow aura about them. They're like a lighthouse mm -hmm. when they're walking around. 
as they move into the second trimester, that that color changes to a blue. And it turns into almost a suit of armor. Uh, women who come to seances, they have this this veil that comes around them like somebody wrapped them in a blue sh a shower curtain that protects them from being basically interfered with. No mounting or possession, no uh, physical contact is really allowed. And they are essentially the prize of, of the room. They are protected on every level. Mothers, when they're, they got a newborn or when they're pregnant, are the most sacred things that walk the earth. They really are. And spirits who who come in and they've got malicious intent, can they can't get anywhere near them because they have so much protection, so many spirits around them, protecting, make sure that that, that baby is safe, that malicious spirits don't have a chance. In my mm -hmm. experience, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. The myths themselves around the world uh, say otherwise, based on ancient, you know, lifestyles, you know, disease, and you know, all the things that we know happen today that we've got cures for, they didn't. Mm -hmm. So it was mm -hmm. a demonic force that was doing it. It's well, it's kind of like when, you know, back in the late 1700s or 1800s, you know, when there would be the woman and they had 10 children, but eight of the 10 died and suddenly she's deemed a witch and killing her children because and yeah. it's like, you know, we don't think about all the, you know, like you said, it's the mortality rate and how many kids did really survive back in those days. And, you know, and yeah. how sad for these women to be to be deemed their own children. Not that there probably weren't some, but to be a common thing that these women were just killing all their children. Oh, yeah. Pregnancy was a life and death situation. Many mm -hmm. uh, women died in droves just giving birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you have one out of three infant mortality, the baby that never came to term. Then you have mm -hmm. one out of three that never make it to the age of five. Then you have mm -hmm. one out of three that never make it to the age of 16. You know, you had to do things quickly in the olden times before the fever got you. You know, yeah. it was a totally different world of what we experience today. Um, you know, somebody who was 40 years old was an old person. It just didn't happen. <laughs> Rob's gonna he wants to get pregnant he wants to have the upper hand in the paranormal world it's like <laughs> I am going to get pregnant you know I'm curious though um we all know Amy Bruni was probably the most public you know right. uh tv network paranormal network person to be out there and investigating while she's pregnant but I wonder how many of us out there you know have investigated while pregnant uh knowingly you know and throughout your pregnancy but you know, Stacey, you know, what do you think the chances, though, of, you know, a lot of times we're talking about what happens, happens after, but what are the stories about women involved in the paranormal and maybe in different ways, maybe not just investigators, you know, maybe they are involved in being a medium or because you think about this, we yeah. talk about, right, we talk about, oh, if you're an investigator, should you be out there? Well, what about all the psychic mediums that right. are constantly, you know, sort of being uh, immersed in the spirit world, you know, are there stories out there besides children being reincarnated um, with babies coming out with an attachment or as an attachment of some sort? Well, it, it that's everybody. The, the attachment that, that most people have 
when they're born is their guardian spirit. Guardian spirit, mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't have the same one your whole life. You have different spirits at different stages of your life, just like you have different stages of pregnancy. The, mm -hmm. the spirit is an expert in that stage of existence. So you have essentially your imaginary friend up until, you know, the age of seven or eight years old is the spirit you were born with. That's the one that's helping you in your development into the real world. And then you, it switches up as you go through puberty and then in adulthood because spirits have a specialty in being able to protect us from certain things. Uh, when you're born, you have a lot. You know, usually it's crazy. The family from that has already passed, they're the ones that are there the most at mm -hmm. the actual birthing. Um, weddings and things of like that, not so much. And you would think that, you know, dad is there at the wedding. He may or may not be. But when you're giving birth to a new baby, he's there. He wants to see that grandbaby. Um, mm -hmm. They're the attachments that you have typically are the guardian spirits. It's mm -hmm. it, it's a wonderful thing. Now, we still have situations where you have SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Right. A lot of that in which has been explained to me through through seances, not everybody who's born has a life mission to become an adult. Sometimes the only thing that some spirits wanted to do was be born because they were a child that, that died in, in disease or whatever in the past, or they were aborted, or there was some kind of complication with the miscarriage. They never got a chance to actually be born. And that's all they really wanted was to be born. So they, they come into the world and they stay for a little bit and they're like, okay, I'm done. And they leave. And, you know, it's, it's a tough thing for a mother to go through, but that's not the reason they do it. They don't do it to be cruel to the mother. They just have a life mission to be born. It's right. not a, a demon that does that sort of thing. It's, it's the choice of the soul. So, you know, so, and we're really, you know, when we talk about, I, I would think different countries, you know, that have these really deep seated beliefs. Right. Um, and, and I feel like when, when you start to head like, south america you know with the extreme catholic belief or extreme christianity um or other countries that have like an extreme belief you know that's sort of where it gets in your head a little bit you know it, it and so as a pregnant mother um you know if i don't even know if <clears throat> if you did something that maybe in your religion would have you be this horrible person and then something happens to your pregnancy, right? You'll make that connection that that was willed and that's, you know, that's your punishment. And I think that's where I think people can go. If you have that darker belief system in the paranormal, not doesn't mean negative doesn't exist. We know it does. Mm -hmm. um, but if you really have that deep, dark, belief and you're out there doing this and something happens you know how much do we place how much do they really place on that belief like you know if you're staying up all night several times right if you're not getting the proper sleep or rest or nutrients or and i don't know how much adrenaline or that constant rise and drop of adrenaline and cortisol how that affects a pregnancy you know so when you walk out of there 
I mean, that's like, say, was it the paranormal or was it your body? But was it your body because of the paranormal? I mean, we could, it's like semantics, really. Right. Well, it really comes down to, in my opinion, it comes down to what stage of pregnancy you're in. Uh, women have this remarkable ability to self-actualize their reproductive stuff. They can convince their own body that they're pregnant and it will respond in kind. You know, they can think that they are pregnant and their body will start to give them the symptoms of pregnancy, even though that it's not there. Uh, and vice versa. They can convince themselves that they're not pregnant and, you know, things start to go bad for the pregnancy because mm -hmm. they're refusing it and rejecting mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's remarkable if you think about it, having the power over your reproductive organs like that, uh, mm -hmm. even producing life. But, uh, well, I have a comment and a question. Okay. First, the comment is that when I was eight or nine weeks pregnant, I rode on a roller coaster cause I did not know I was pregnant uh -huh. <laughs> and I went on a really scary roller coaster that would be really bad. And I ended up fainting like a couple hours later and that's how I found out I was pregnant. So, I mean, you can go through extreme adrenaline and my son loves roller coasters. <laughs> so maybe your baby will love to ghost hunt, yeah. you know? Um, but my question is like, you know, the movies out there where like, okay, so a demon comes in and possess like, and uh, D Hoot had mentioned it. Like at what point does a soul enter the, mm -hmm the fetus. And so is there a chance where, uh, do they say there's a chance where the demonic spirit could jump in before the actual person's soul comes in? Like, is there something about that? No. I mean, it'd be like saying what happens if somebody has sex with a horse? Does it come out half human, half horse? You know, it doesn't work that way. Ew. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's, say that. it, they're totally <laughs> a demonic, demonic spirit and a human form is completely incompatible. Uh, that's why whenever they show demonic possession, the, the body quickly starts to decay because it is mm -hmm. completely incompatible. Uh, it would not, it, it's not like Rosemary's baby where the little hoof comes up and, you know, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work. But uh, when a spirit, and where I've seen it personally, it's some, somewhere in the second trimester. It's that shift of the color that that from the yellow to the blue is, is somewhere in between in that second trimester. You know, it's housing. It's it's really on board, baby on board kind of stuff. Um, and before that, while it's in that yellow state, little spirits will follow around this woman like, you know, she's the candy store you know it's it, even when women are actually kind of they're not pregnant but they're in that window of fertility spirits will do the same thing they'll start following that person around because she's got a she's a beacon that's saying you know open for business as far as like housing a spirit you know <laughs> stacy just bringing it like we're all <laughs> I like that. So if you're fertile, that means that spirits are following you around deciding if they want to jump in. Yeah. They, oh. they, they're waiting in line kind of stuff. They it's Ticketmaster, you know, they, they <laughs> want to be born and they'll start following you around, especially ones that were, uh, you know, cut short, you know, they, they died 
doing something stupid or the the TB or you know who knows the that got them. They they see mommies and they're like, I want one of those. So hmm. well, that's an interesting theory. So then, like all of us at one point before we were born, were spirits choosing our mothers? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and you know, many cultures around the world actually say that you choose your life too before you become reborn into a new body or a new baby. Uh, you see the entire life that you know you've got laid out before you, and all the choices that you can make, and all the decisions, and all of the things that you can do right, and all the things you can do wrong, and an opportunity to. to fix some things that you may have not gotten right the last time around. Um, but you can see the entire life that, that you're choosing. So you choose oh. your parents and you choose the life that you're going to live. Um, you know, a lot so of we're saying, so we're saying the first trimester baby has no soul, right? Baby's looking for soul. So it's just a vessel right now in the first trimester. So if a mom goes and investigates a location, maybe with many, mm -hmm. God forbid she goes to MSP or, uh, you know, any, uh, the, uh, you know, OSR, right? Like, whatever, <laughs> right? She goes to a prison and spirits are like, okay. I mean, we do know, right? Women are considered, you said it, Stacey, but right? A portal because right. we are a portal for life. So why not? It would make sense. Um, but interesting to think that there is no soul yet to that little baby the first trimester and that any soul could choose to jump in at any time. Right. And some of them are pre pre-designed too. I mean, there's a, there's a waiting list on the other side for people who want to actually be reborn and, and live life again, because mm -hmm. development happens in this life, not on the other side. You know, if you want to develop spiritually, you have to do it here and then, mm -hmm. you know, go to the other side and say, ah, you know, I missed that on the test. I need to go back and do it again. So, you know, mm. that's that's the waiting list that a lot of spirits have. Uh, Brittany, Brittany's mentioning yeah. this. This is making me laugh that they're not responsible if you get pregnant. So are we talking ghost babies <laughs> or are we just talking people who are horny at investigations? I mean, <laughs> Let's keep in. You know, can you? What do we think about ghost babies? What do we think about this phenomenon? And we know there's the psychological, there's the hysterical pregnancies. We know that. But what about these women? These women who truly believe they've had sex with a ghost, and now they are carrying to term this ghost baby. And what do we do with that? What do, What do we do with that, Stacy? Well, <laughs> that, that's, that's a school of thought that's still being developed. Have you know the the succubi you know concept where you know you had a dream that you were you know with a dude mm -hmm. in the middle of the night uh you know men have the same things you know usually attributed to nightly emissions but mm -hmm. uh as far as what uh, the modern idea behind it is that it's it's aliens aliens are coming oh. in and impregnating women you know, their, their memories are being distorted to where they think it's a shadow figure. Um, you know, when in reality, it's not really that. They're being manipulated. They get pregnant. They know they're pregnant. And all of a sudden, the baby disappears. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. The abduction uh, phenomena. 
is is the modern concept of it. Um, Has there been proof though that these women were actually pregnant? There's always evidence of oh, that. Yeah. You can't right. Well, they've they've got women who went in, found out they were pregnant, didn't. It was like immaculate conception because they haven't been with anybody. They go into the doctor, they find out they're pregnant, have the the ultrasound, and then a week or two later, it's not there, and oh. there's no evidence of miscarriage. It's just gone. You know, wow. there's usually in a miscarriage, there's things that are not completely evacuated. And there's stuff mm-hmm. left behind, but it's like it was never there. Um, huh. That kind of thing, and they they talk about it in hypnosis it doesn't actually go through the normal channel it goes through the belly button you know it's how they get pregnant and how they lose the baby so okay but i'm, I'm gonna ask the that's a funny that's a funny comment by my sister yeah <laughs> like make the dad take care of it right like <laughs> um i ask a question and i feel like we had this we talked about this before and i don't know why though it must have been a cryptid thing, and I feel like Stacy, you were part of this. But you know, again, how how are we? I mean, species impregnate, impregnating another species doesn't always. I mean, it's not viable. It's not doable. The environment's not right. That's why. That's why if you slept with a horse, you're not going to have half horse, half right human. It doesn't happen that to way. A centaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> happen. So so why do we feel an alien coming down would be the perfect combination for a human body to be able to have a viable pregnancy well that's the whole thing the the, even the x-files touched on this with the whole idea of hybrids you know Mm -hmm. they want to you know they're abducting people taking their reproductive stuff and combining it with uh, genetic mutations to see Mm -hmm. if they can create these hybrids but they can't do it from beginning to end on the hybrid they have to apparently incubate for a certain period of time in the human mother so they do it for a period of time and then when the time's up they take it back out and let it incubate in their own labs or something that is the idea uh people have come back uh who who've been under this abduction uh strain uh, men have been introduced to children that they've helped produce uh, that are half human, half alien stuff. And they usually mm-hmm. come in the form of of Nordics is what they call them, uh, where they're very blonde, very beautiful little children, boys and girls that uh, are half human, half alien hybrid. That's the theory that has been thrown out by... Uh, Whitley Strieber, uh, Whitley Strieber, uh, he's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you know who he is, yeah, uh, yeah. but his thing is that that that's what, what happened to him is that he'd been abducted so many times and they'd been taking his stuff and creating these hybrids. So mm-hmm. Germans, <laughs> that's right. These hybrids are Germans. No kidding. Yeah. The and blondes. why, why blondes? Yeah. Why yeah. blondes? Like, why does it have to be? these like isn't that kind of funny that that's the that's the form that they would take these hybrids would take like yeah blonde hair blue-eyed tall nordic vikings i don't understand yeah. it but you know that's... even though vikings were tiny by the way vikings yeah. were not tall <laughs> they weren't have you no? been to switzerland recently 
all of everybody in Switzerland is really tall and really beautiful. I don't know how they develop that. <laughs> it's where all the aliens live. That's <laughs> where you can find them. That's where they're all. That's that is outer space, Switzerland. That's where they are. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I heard. Things IKEA that, anyway. I heard I the history of an actual Viking is they weren't these big burly things that you think that they were actually the history when they found things that they found on them that they were actually much shorter than how we describe them. Huh. Yeah, well, if you think about it too, they got the pick of the litter when they ever uh, pillaged a village too. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, you know, made sure that they're, whoever they were breeding with were the, the, the creme de la creme of wherever they were at. So yeah. after a while, that creates height and beauty. So. Yeah. No, see, they, they bred themselves tall. They didn't start <laughs> off tall. So there's that. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get back to some pregnancy talk here. So all right, where should we go with this, Didi? I mean, you know, I think really investigating or again we think about the mediums out there the psychic mediums out there constantly immersed i i would assume that keeping your mind in a a, a calm and in a well-balanced centered state of mind you know would help keep a healthy pregnancy but you know being out there in the paranormal world and investigating outside of let's stay outside of the environment i mean we know all the bad stuff that's out there, the contaminants. But what about like, how how do we keep ourselves from not thinking after an investigation, like when something goes wrong or if you start cramping or right or something feels off or you suddenly become diabetic during your pregnancy? Like, how do we not attach it to being part of the paranormal? Like, what do you think, Dee Dee? Like, how do you feel about people doing this? Well, I mean, I think that if you're somebody who's going to automatically go to that, then you probably right. just shouldn't do it. You know, I mean, when in doubt, don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, too much walking, especially going up and down stairs. I mean, it all depends on where you're at in your pregnancy, where you're going. Um, mm -hmm. I think the psychic medium thing is an interesting fact, though, because they're I mean, I believe we're always surrounded by spirits, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if interacting with them, it, like just because you're purposely interacting, is that any different than not? Like if a spirit wants to approach you, I believe they can, you mm -hmm. know, and if you're just the average person, like psychics are really good at knowing how to put up protection, right? They yeah. protect themselves. Um, but the average person and even like someone going ghost hunting, they protect themselves, right? You go in with most people go in with mm -hmm. some sort of protection. Where if you're just, say, living, like maybe you're a pregnant woman who just moves into a haunted home and you don't know it's haunted, what does that do? I kind of feel like maybe that's more of a problem. Like you you're know? more vulnerable because you're, you're more vulnerable because you're it. not in that yeah. headspace. Like all of us going ghost hunting, we either aren't worried about it or we protect ourselves because we are. Mm -hmm. Psychic mediums do the same, but just the average person moves into a haunted house. And what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts there, Stacey? I'm sorry they're giving you a hard time on the side. Well, yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to, like I said, when you're at various stages of the pregnancy, there is literally a veil of protection around you. Uh, it, mediums, by and large, don't work very well while they're in their pregnancy state. For that reason, I would assume, because there isn't, they're, they're untouchable. Um, mediums that are really good at their job 
by and large are mostly postmenopausal. They no longer have that going on, and now their their chemicals are now in a more stable scenario to where they can actually communicate with the dead better. Um, you know, you you guys have ridden the dragon your whole life. You know the the, the monthly cycle and how it all goes. Uh, <laughs> Being able to communicate with the dead on top of that, it's it not doesn't work out as well as when you're postmenopausal. So, okay, wait, wait. So you're saying so, I can't communicate with the spirits, or I can? <laughs> you can. You're oh. it, well. I actually, I'm not going to assume where you're at in that whole thing, <laughs> but if you're post, yes, you, you're better off. You can oh. actually do it more stable. So then you're not more aware when you're fertile. So when you're fertile, the spirits are just wanting you because you're a vessel. But when you're right. post-menopausal, you can connect more with them? Yeah, it's not talking brain chemicals. It really comes down to being able to, to manage the, <laughs> the chemicals in your own brain. Okay. You know, uh, men that are on testosterone have the same issue. They can't communicate with the dead very well because the chemicals, the, the T in their system is really over overwhelming their ability to think clearly. You know, they have mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the roid rage and different things of that sort. It's the equivalent to that, you know, mm -hmm. where you're at in your monthly cycle, you can communicate with the dead, but sometimes it's a little easier than others based off of mm -hmm. your, your own brain makeup. Postmenopausal, mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of that, you know, it's gone. Yeah, is Rob's over there just making. So, Stacy, while we're on the topic, why don't you tell us about what happens to women's belly buttons if they've? You can tell if a woman's had a baby. Yeah. By, by well, why? That that's that's medical science. You know, the <laughs> the oval is vertical uh, when you're never had a baby, and after you've had a kid, it goes horizontal. The oval in the belly button. Yeah, everybody check your belly buttons. <laughs> Some women even go from any to Audi, you know, it's really all depends on the pregnancy and whether you had twins or, and things, but yeah, uh, which, which has nothing to do with paranormal. It's no. all just natural body science. Right. Uh, Unless yeah, you're conducted by an alien who's plunged the, the belly button to get you pregnant. So, right. That's right. <laughs> in the end and i don't know that you you know this is where i think people have to be very open-minded right when it comes to understanding how much we allow our beliefs to truly walk us through these experiences because they're going to always be those people that no matter what so like i don't know like um like voodoo stuff like that how do they feel about and hoodoo like how do they feel about you know, anything interacting with a baby in a pregnancy and, and when they've given birth, you know, do they have a very strict set of like, oh, well, this baby was born with, you know, like, what do they call them? Stork bites, right? Like the little red marks on a baby, like that could be a sign of something from the other side. Um, you know, do does, does voodoo have something like that attached to it? They have so many superstitions around childbirth. Mm -hmm. uh, we would need another three hours to go over. The... <laughs> whole idea of what people need to do during pregnancy um, and what they call, you know, a spirit on your head. Uh, you can have 
they have a pantheon of deities, unlike, mm-hmm. you know, uh, monotheism. You can have, in like in Santeria, when you are born, a, a particular deity chooses you, like you have Gemini or Cancer. Th- these things are, you know, given to you at birth, and that spirit will protect you, and it actually develops similar to astrology, your whole personality, you know, as you grow older, that is the type of, you are the child of that particular deity. Uh, And it's it's considered there's one on your head and there's one on your shoulders, parents. One is male, one is female, typically. Um, For instance, in Santeria, uh, the goddess Oshun is on my head and the god Shango is on my shoulders. The goddess Oshun actually deals with all the things that make life worth living. She deals with money, children, birthing, and the stomach, the abdomen area. Um, She's, you know, one of the few deities that actually has emotions. She has, she's the goddess of love. The god of of lightning, Shango, he's, you know, controls witchcraft. He's the king of the gods, this sort of thing. And this is the kind of what they say happens at birth. You don't really find this out until you receive, you know, necklaces, uh, your, you know, initiation into the religion itself. But each individual baby in a, in a baptism kind of scenario, you can find out which deities on the child's head so you can adapt their learning experience to that particular mythos behind that deity similar and and it really is similar to astrology in that regard if you're Mm. a gemini um you know you've got the the whole twins thing going on um that personality of almost schizophrenia you got to deal with that you know This is some familiar, Didi. I wouldn't say that about you, but no, I I think that it's true. Is that um, I have two very different sides of myself. Yeah, that's true. And you have to it, once you know that and and have that uh, understanding, you can mm-hmm. not lose your mind raising your child because it's acting a certain way because it's part mm-hmm. of that child's nature. You know, you can't impose your you know, understanding of things because the child is not necessarily going to understand it that way. That's under Latin cultures. They have this just innate understanding when a child has this particular deity on their head, this is who they are. Don't try and change them because it's going, you're you're literally butting up against a deity. So raise the child appropriately. Um, but, Do you see John C's question here? I'm curious because you said um, he's saying I've heard that children are able to see spirits more easily because they are still closest to the veil. What are your thoughts there? And I'm thinking, you know, you had explained while we're pregnant, these spirits are around us. They're really protected, right? And mm-hmm. and you said even after they're born, they're so protected. Is that why? Is that why we hear children saying like? Plus, we know they're. I'm sure their third eye isn't all calcified. I do believe right. in that. I really do believe in our, as we grow up and, and the things that we sort of distract ourselves with and or um, every belief you pile on, whether they were handed to you from your family or things that you've gone off on your own to do, right? It calcifies that third eye. So they're so fresh. 
yeah. fresh meat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right on that. And like I was saying before, um, children don't know that they don't have to stay where they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they go on spiritual quests in their sleep more than you probably would even be comfortable with, you know, astral joy rides. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just don't want to come back. Um, and it has nothing to do with whether you were a good mother, good parent or anything. It's literally the choice of the child because they don't know any better. They just, you know, are, are having a good time. Um, yeah, they see spirits. They see not just people spirits, but animal spirits too. So, mm-hmm. you know, have a, a, a puppy that you didn't know that you had. You know, they're playing with a dog or playing with a cat. And those spirits love little children, you know, a lot. They'll, they'll seek them out too. Right. That's a good point that if you, I never thought about that before, that children are more in tune with their dreams also and traveling mm-hmm. and stuff. And then maybe they don't come back, which is terrifying. But that's a good reason to sit down with your kids every morning and say, let's talk about your dreams because, yeah. you know, and kind of ground them. Because some some kids are more magical and creative, you know, so you want to kind of find out where they're at. <laughs> I never thought about that. Dee, you should write a children's dream. Like you should make a dream book for kids to help parents introduce the dream world. Because, you know, you think yeah. about, you know, you think about infants, you know, when you first have them and their little expressions and you have no idea, like, you know, clearly the smiling or the frowns or the, you know, also like, I I mean, I would stare at my babies for hours. Right. And so you watch them go through all these emotions and and we're not quite there yet. Right. So you're like, how do you even know these things? So is it that they're interacting with the, with the other side is that there are things or they're remembering things about their life or, you know what I mean? You do. It is one of the, are they getting downloads? Like all that stuff is so fascinating. Now you got to write this kid's book though, Dee. We got to get on that. (laughs) Uh, sorry, let's see over here. They're cra- they're funny on the side tonight. They're having a good old time, Stace. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like John. bruised right now. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's poking me in the ribs so hard. He's having a good old, and I didn't realize John C and Rob they were they're engaged. Apparently, it's kind of a funny thing over there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it it is a very um, spirit world to me, and, and this is where. You know, for me, I, I was not actively going to certain locations to investigate. I've been investigating a long time, but like actively going into these these locations that you can go into now was not something I did while I was actually pregnant, but always a part of the paranormal world. But after I had them, I have brought my children to multiple, you know, haunted roads, haunted cemeteries, haunted locations, you know, talked about this stuff, let them play with the equipment, right? Like they've been at that stuff since they were tiny. Um, some of the cutest little things I've got on recording, you know, from their little voices. But, yeah. and I never, I never felt about it. I never felt like it was something odd or different. And we never really talked about the dark side. I know there are people who don't think you should have children under a certain age participating in it. But the reality is, is what you just said. If they are already immersed in it from the day they're, obviously conceived, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the harm? 
it's really what we what we force on them in the spirit world really when you think about it if we're forcing the darker aspect of it if we're giving them a belief system of the other side that could harm them well we project our fears you know because our most pre precious thing in the world are our children and you you know mothers are the worst as far as imagining the worst thing that can happen you know so if you're at a paranormal event and you know you think there's demons in every corner you're going to project that fear and the kids are going to freak out because mom's mom's freaking out so mm -hmm. you know there's that but by and large uh kids are pretty safe i've never actually you know you see a lot of the hollywood stuff where children are always the ones that are possessed really not all that much you know the ones that get possessed that the catholic church gets involved usually have an accompanying mental disease to go with it right, right. you know they've got schizophrenia going on or they've got anorexia mm -hmm. they've got body dysphoria issues mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you know those are the ones that are susceptible to it because they're already kind of broken um but healthy children you know right. they got a lot of protection i that's i always find that I think any possession story, right? Especially children, because I think, and I, I, I don't know if there's been an actual hardcore study on this, but children, especially if a mother has those beliefs, will they will validate those beliefs for the mother more so than the father, right? So if your mother is telling you, you see this, you see that demon is here too, the child is going to trust and believe the mom and, and validate what that mom says, right? So I think, again, it comes back to, as the adult, if it is something you're into, you have to be careful what it is you are doing and saying in front of your children, because yeah. they're, they're going to emulate and they are going to validate for you when, you know, even as they get older, they might say like, yeah, I know I said that, but I don't remember really ever seeing that. But my mom said I did. So, yeah. you know, when it's you look really at some of those, those movies that you're speaking of, I've taken my children at every stage of their existence to a seance, huh. you know, both of them. And by and large, until they hit junior high, uh, they are as bored as you would like if somebody took <laughs> you to church. You know, they're yeah. sitting in the chair going, oh, I don't want to be here. Hi. <laughs> you know, they're bored and they're whiny and they're, you know, they're children. You know, and you're trying to have this big seance kind of thing where you're trying to get stuff from the dead and, you know, spiritual enlightenment. And they're just being bratty little kids. So as far as danger is concerned, it's really not all that. It, it comes down to the environment and what stage of pregnancy, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. um, the environment can be dangerous. You know, you walk into an area that's got lead paint cracking mm. off the walls and all of that rusty nails, uh, <clears throat> you know, the physical thing can be dangerous. Um, the stress, if you are mm -hmm. freaked out yourself, you know, stress can induce labor. Sure. So, I mean, you don't want to fly on a plane either when you're, you know, right. towards the end. That's right. You, know, you might, the air pressure might make you, you know, pop out a baby. So it's just that easy. Just pop it right if out. I only knew <laughs> yeah, that easy, just pop it out. I went to New York. 
you know, and all of a sudden on the way back home to Chicago, there's a baby pops out. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, in the end, and I don't know if Karen is still on with us, but, you know, I think, you know, when she had posed the question, you know, and, and I, I think there are so many different beliefs and everybody has, and Dee Dee brought it up, you know, there's so many things we do to cleanse ourselves, And it, it, it sort of sounds like, you know, the best way to cleanse your baby would to, to make sure you are good, that you are centered, balanced and feeling calm and, um, and to know when to take yourself out of a situation, right? Like to know that if you're investigating and you're feeling a little extra stressed or getting a little too tired, maybe you need to call it. Maybe you need to say as much as I would love to stay through the investigation, I need to go. Um, because in the end, you know, I think you definitely are, um, but there's always the people that feel you got to do a little extra. I have to say, I, I it feels, and I don't know, and none of us probably truly do know this, but it feels more like what you said, Stacey. I do feel that there is always that extra love and care beyond what the mom has for the baby, especially in utero, you know, that the spirit world truly does, you know, that there's so much that goes into the, I mean, the, it is crazy when you even just think about how a baby you think it well it seems to be easy for teenagers to get pregnant right but when you really Especially look the South. at a lot of the <laughs> yeah but when you really look at what it takes to have a viable pregnancy you know every planet and star has to be perfectly aligned to have this healthy pregnancy um so i do you feel like when those things are aligned when that when it is you know truly enveloped in, in comforting spirits you know, it's all good. It's now making sure we don't affect that pregnancy. I don't know that it's paranormal affecting it. I, I don't know that I, I just, it's hard for me to say, and I used to use that term all the time. Remember, Dee, don't blame a ghost. Like stop blaming a ghost for all your, your wrongdoings. You know, just because you took a picture with Robert the doll and you didn't ask him, he didn't cause you to get in a, a motorcycle accident. He just didn't. <laughs> like, let's, let's stop giving so much power to them and not realizing our own our own doings can affect ourselves and a baby at the same time so just be smart when you're out there investigating mm -hmm. keep your shit together right stay centered um say an extra prayer if that makes you feel cal you know calm and collected say an extra prayer for your baby but i think well, it's really coming down to too. you whenever a miscarriage would take place they had they had to hunt down the, the local witch you know mm -hmm. obviously they we're cursed. So mm -hmm. uh, at the things that, that happen in history and why mm -hmm. babies, you know, miscarried or why they died or, mm -hmm. you know, different diseases, even deformities, you know, mm -hmm. there's a whole series of, you know, superstitions around. Uh, if you kick a bucket from underneath a cow, you'll give your, you know, your, your kid will come out with cloven hooves, things like that. Well, who so, the hell's kicking buckets under our cow? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that was the, the Jersey devil. That was the whole oh. idea behind the Jersey devil, that this, oh. this woman did something uh, with one of the superstitions where she kicked a bucket from underneath a cow and the kid came out mm. looking like a devil um, hmm. because the, I don't know, it's crazy, but oh, they have okay. all of these superstitions on deformities and, and malnutrition mm -hmm. of a baby when it's born, even if it is born uh, mm -hmm. alive, that they blame devils and spirits and things mm -hmm. of that sort. A lot of it is is horseshit, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Technical term. Technical horse term. Shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know, horses. <laughs> yeah. We know now through science, why certain things happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, women used to put mercury and lead based makeup on while they're pregnant, drink and smoke and all kinds of other stuff. And they didn't even enter their, their mind why they shouldn't be doing it while they're pregnant. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think Dehood actually said that too. Like if a baby, if you smoke during a pregnancy, will your baby come out nicotine addicted? But we do see facts that drug babies do have, you know, yeah. uh, withdrawals and, you know, it is, it is a very sad thing. And I do want to, I like, this is an interesting question because does a spirit agree to have a disability? You know, where's that line between a spirit choosing its vessel or its life, but at the same time, how much of that is, you know, we are humans and things do happen, right? There are things that happen during pregnancies um, and just in general um, to human beings that sometimes disabilities or, or deformities do happen. And I don't know that that, I don't know that a spirit and, and the physical body, I don't know that that's, that's chosen and or, I mean, it just is, right? Like, where's that line? Well, it, the choice comes down to what life, what lesson are you trying to learn or what right, what wrong are you trying to write? Yeah. Uh, imagine somebody who was a guard at Auschwitz, you know, and he's trying to write the wrongs and what he he committed at Auschwitz, what life would you choose in order to recoup some of that, um, basically take on the cruelty like a saint of the cruelty that you dished out? You know, if you wanted to basically make amends for the previous life, and a lot of this comes down to the concepts around karma. You know, the mm. if you lived a bad life, you're going to be reincarnated into a worse existence. Yes and no. Uh, some of the worst uh, people who have the worst existence in the next life are typically suicides because people gave up when they shouldn't have given up. They, they come back because what they gave up in the last one uh, was too much. So they have something even worse to try and overcome it. They've got a new life plus the life, the karma from the previous life. So, um, and, and a lot of this comes through seance and, and you'll see it in that book that you've got now, Sarah, they talk mm -hmm. a lot about that, okay. you know, the differences between why some people have it so hard in this life was because in the previous life, they did certain things that they have to, they got double duty now. They got mm -hmm. the existence mm -hmm. they currently got, plus they got to get rid of the stuff they got from the previous one, too. Um, the the spirits are pretty straightforward about that, why that takes place. So, yeah, so now Dehut's saying, so there's no such thing as coincidence here, or is there? You know, I think, so what I think I gathered from what you just said is, if, if a spirit has chosen a life and that life is maybe a, a child who will have a disability, you feel they're making up for something that was from a previous lifetime that they are now trying to correct. So if what yeah. they go through this lifestyle, they get some sort of. Yeah, they get, they get essentially enlightenment points or learning points, things that they didn't understand before, because that's what it's all about is experiencing and understanding from the personal point of view, from the personal experience.
um, you know, a rich man doesn't understand what it's like to be poor. You know, uh, that existence, the poverty that someone may be living is to understand what it is like to be that way and understand the cruelty that comes down from the rich that the rich don't even see. They don't even care. They, they could have a, you know, it, it's like, do you think Paris Hilton really cares about what happens to inner city kids? I, she has no clue. It's not her, not her world. Um, coming back and experiencing the things that they had done inadvertently, even that may have hurt someone else. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Paris Hilton does or doesn't comprehend. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I only know what her, her public persona is. And I don't want to just say that I, I'm a big believer in thinking any of those people are really truly who they are. I was using her as a general, you know, <laughs> rich, rich person's silver spoon in their mouth kind of stuff. I yeah. mean, there's a difference between, and you can see it in personality wise, public persona, the difference between someone who was born rich, like Paris Hilton, and someone who mm -hmm. made all of their money, their self-made, like Elon Musk. Right. You know, Elon has his own quirks. He's very intelligent and very weird, but he he responds in a much more sympathetic manner than mm -hmm. somebody who was born with a silver spoon. True. I'd agree with that. I agree <laughs> with that statement. Uh, Didi, any other questions about out there? And I mean, we've kind of touched on if you go to Hillview, everybody, you will be signing. If you get pregnant, it's on your own terms that you cannot hold them responsible for getting mm -hmm. pregnant on your ghost hunt. Um, well, I, yeah, I like that comment. I did do a poll on Haunted Hour and I asked, I said, do you think it's okay to investigate a haunted location or live in a haunted home while pregnant? And it was pretty much tied. 33% of the people said, yes, it's okay. 33% said no. 28% said they're not sure, and only 6% said they've done it. Mm. No, yeah, knowingly. Like, see, and I don't even know. Like, I would think we would have more people today investigating pregnant. Right. Because now it's so much more widely accepted, and you can go on. I mean, there isn't a weekend that you couldn't find around, probably within a 80-mile, 50-mile radius that you could go investigate something. Yeah, um, Right, be it a ship, a, a museum, a house, a asylum, whatever it may be. Um, I would think that more people today are probably investigating uh, while they're, knowingly while they're pregnant. And I'm just so curious, you know, it'd be interesting to now do a study from here on out, like in the last five years on, you know, uh, are the, the experiences, are they more in tune? Are they more in touch? Do they have more intense dreams? Do they incorporate the baby in the dream with the paranormal? Um, have they noticed more problems? Were they alerted to problems? Did spirit step in and, and right. give an idea that, hey, this is what's happening in your pregnancy? Um, I'm curious, you know, what, what we would see today um, in women out there investigating pregnant. Well, I've heard of like people who have a baby, a very young child, and they've had like something come over the uh, baby monitor. And when mm -hmm. they check on the baby, the baby's not breathing. I feel like I just saw that recently. And so it was the spirit that actually woke them mm -hmm. up to go check on their child and ultimately save their life, or they would have just slept right through it. So. Right. Kind of like your car situation, Dee, Dee you know, yeah. when, when something does step in, 
um, you know, you do, you wonder just what it is, you know. So I'm curious, you know, if you are pregnant, anybody on the side um, and you investigate, I would love to know, like, how do you, how do, one, how do you, how do you get yourself in the mind frame to keep centered? You know, what are your experiences? Do you find them different than the experiences you had pre-pregnancy? Um, and I would be curious about, now I want to know more about this really fertile and menopausal women. I would love to do, like, it'd be kind so Rob, let's get on that. Let's make that the next Get Haunted event. Let's do a, <laughs> a half and half. We'll do super fertile women with some postmenopausal women. We'll put them into groups and we will figure see who out. who gets what. Next competition yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just to see, like. Um, well, Sarah, yeah. here's something you can do is you can go back and review uh, the, the the house that you went to with your daughter. The uh, oh, uh, haunted bill. Yes, yeah. go back and review that because at the time your daughter was way fertile, and there was a lot of stuff that was going on that they were they were following her around and you could if if you have that focus and understand what that what was going on you can see that the children the, the spirits that were going on at that the the children's spirits it was a little boy i think um following her all around the place uh because she was in that little window at that point she was a little lighthouse of you know here i am yeah so hmm. if, if you keep that in mind that yeah. as you go into these investigations, you'll start to see a pattern where the women are like the Pied Piper of, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the younger spirits there. Yeah. Look at that, Stacey. Did you know that? What? Rob's coming. To oh, yeah, he's coming. I need to hear your itinerary, man. You know? Uh, and I don't know, are you, is this something you guys were talking about? Maybe you guys were talking about outside. You guys were having such a big conversation. I couldn't keep up with it. So if you guys already mentioned the, the uh, pre and post menopausal women doing a, a, you know, a competition, I apologize. I didn't know if I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting crap. Apparently I'm throwing random comments up. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with all the comments on the side in the conversation, okay? Uh, all right. Rob's Got bragging it. that he's fertile, which, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys can be, do we not just see Al Pacino having kids at <laughs> yeah. 98? I mean, for the love of God, we get it. Dudes can stay fertile until they die. We get it. We for the get most it. Part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't really think it's talked about enough. And I don't no. know that there's enough information out there. I, I almost want to pose that on Paranormally Blonde and on Get Haunted because, you know, I, I am curious just how much you shared with us, Stacey, how much people experience those same things. Like, do they, because I, I, I agree with you with the glow. I myself have actually asked people like, are you pregnant? And they're like, no. And then they'll say a couple days later, like I took a test and I am. And yep. they'll say, how did you know? And it is, it is, it is like, and I always, I don't see things, but it's like, I don't know. I just felt like you glowed, like you, you were lit up. You're right. Yeah. It's that, that color. And 
in the religion of Santeria, all the different spirits have their own colors too. Oshun, who governs pregnancy and she governs uh, the birthing of children, uh, her color is yellow. It, it, her favorite okay. color is gold. And that's a lot of the, the color that women have in that first trimester. It starts shifting into the blue, which if you're in Santeria, that would mean Yemeya. She's the, the great mother. She's the ocean. Mm -hmm. She's, mm -hmm. you know, the one that actually rears the children. Her color is blue. And that shift in from first trimester to second trimester is somewhere mm -hmm. in there. It actually gets that soul. And, you know, I haven't actually witnessed one actually taking place, like mm -hmm. jumping onto a bicycle or something. It's just, you know, somewhere along the way it happens, that color shift. Could that be caught with one of those aura cameras? I'd almost like somebody to go in and not tell the person, because I'm not sure what I think about this aura photography, but not tell the person what trimester or even that they're pregnant and see what color pops up at the Krillian, different trimesters. Krillian photography, yes. Uh, that would be interesting. They, there's a, a place in New Orleans that actually does that. It's uh, the Metaphysical Center in New Orleans. Actually has Krillian photography set up where you mm -hmm. sit in a chair that has steel plates on it puts a little charge and they take a polaroid and you get your uh, picture of your aura it's pretty cool we have a we have one here in detroit she sets up but she goes back from detroit to chicago so it's it's almost like a pop-up and she, you know you can you can set your appointment and go do it i've always been and it's like in a big uh black dome right yeah. black it, dome. you should do it yeah, so I've always I thought about it. Easier to see it. when there's when there's black behind you. So yeah, I love it. It's very. I've interesting. always wanted to do so, that too. What color should so, I be then? <laughs> I know what color. So what's yeah, not what, glowing? <laughs> you're asking me what your aura looks like. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dee, Dee, you're kind of on the green side of things, and I don't know what that. I don't know what these colors actually mean. You know, I've been able to see them and, and feel them, but no one's been able to definitively tell me what they mean uh, because everybody has a different idea. All I know is the different deities that have that associated color. Um, uh, being green, it would be either uh, deity of, of Elegua or Oya. They both share that color. Um, and Sarah has gold. She's very yellow. Not, not saying you're pregnant. I'm just saying that's <laughs> what your your colors are. <laughs> and what deity? What did you say that deity was again? That would be Oshun. Oshun. Okay. Oshun. I'm gonna she, have to look these up. I don't know yeah. these. Where do we find these, Stacy? Well, they're online. You can just type in Oshun. That in New Orleans they actually have parades for each one of these deities during Mardi Gras. Oh. Um, wow. The Oshun parade. You have the the Oya, you have, uh, you know, Shango. They've all got their own little parades going on. Voodoo has mm -hmm. its own, the Shimbala, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they celebrate the, the different deities from all over the world. That's what Mardi Gras is about, is, you know, kind of getting all Oh, the in. beads? Is it what the beads are, too? Is that what that's all for? That's where it comes from, yeah. Oh. So why do you have to flash your boobs to get them? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm glad it's there. 
<laughs> That's just the drunk people going, yeah, get some beads and also. Um, I like this. I like this question by Rob because it is, it is. So how do the spirits get in? They just say, I'm just going to come right in. Yeah. I have no idea. I, where, at what point they actually hop on and become attached. Um, you know, I don't even know if it's a lottery or, you know, who gets the, the ability to go in there. Uh, yeah. you know, the system and how it actually works. I have no clue. I just know that at some point it actually goes from here to there. And yeah. you know, <laughs> so we'll find out at some point yeah. we go to the other side that, Oh, this is the system and how it works. You actually, That's just, right. you know, roll the dice. <laughs> and there it is. We're gonna choose so wisely. ladies, <laughs> yeah. So ladies, don't go your first trimester to some crazy haunted location. I would be very choosy about where you're going your first trimester. If, you are indeed spirits to be like this lady's she's got one in the oven there and we want in. Like I would be careful about where you're going your first trimester. Second trimester, go have a good time. Pretty much. Pretty you much. Know, outs right? Outside of the environmental stuff, I mean, you got your <gasps> your regular pregnancy don't do's. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty much where you're at. So the first trimester, oh. you can't really, you know, do anything anyway. It's not viable, but, yeah. uh, you know, you, you do get a lot of them following you around. So I guess when we need to know something, ladies, we just call Stacy. <laughs> to let us know uh, what's going on. Uh, I, I actually find it to be a very interesting conversation topic. And like you said, there's so much more we could go into. Um, and I think it, you know, we haven't even, the, the, there are so many different cultures here, you know, you think about even like the Moray and in New Zealand or right. You think about any of that, that situations where, you know, how does, how does the spirit world really, how did native Americans, how did, how did the spirit world affect their pregnancies and, and their births and, and how people were born? I don't know. It's all. It's all very, very interesting to me. Um, and I agree, Stacy is very, I love, I love our resident professor here. Stacy, what do women want for dinner? Do we know that? I like what D Hoot said, wine. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about tonight? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, they literally have restaurants that that are named, I don't know. So when you ask your wife or your girlfriend, what do you want to eat? She says, I don't know. And you're like, great. I know the exact place. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Always, you can't go and wrong steak. with steak. I'm going to agree with, with uh, Sam that you cannot go wrong with steak. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your knowledge and, and, you know, to add to the topic, because again, I think that, you know, if you are pregnant, be smart. Um, wear a mask, I would think if you're, well, really, if it's going to be somewhere you really don't know, like some of those late 1800s, early 1900 places, you know, the, you know, when you go in and it's like literally like peeling, peeling, peeling yeah. off, you know, might not want to be around there. The asbestos, um, you know, I think you'd want to be careful. I don't know about the ships. Isn't that like the shipyards and stuff like that? Isn't that where a lot of that asbestos, like the Navy yeah. ships and stuff, isn't that sort of an issue? Yeah, they have a lot of lead paint and asbestos at the, the shipyards. Yeah. You know? yeah, so you'll want to be very careful there. Um, 
<laughs> Rob Rob feels like the topic was just too female oriented tonight, so he's just gonna go para parallel park for a while. I get it. I get it. Um, yes, but do to the Get Haunted event. I think there's a few tickets left for the USS North Carolina. <laughs> so don't I'm worry sure about it's fixed that. up. Yeah. Yes, it's all fixed up. Um, come do that. We do also have, what else do we got? We do have a few rooms left. Let's let's state this again because we did touch on dreams. Didi, I'm so excited about this whole concept of a kid's dream book, though. You really could yeah. have a niche here. Yeah. Um, but the Shanley, June 17th, the Shanley, the Haunted Shanley Hotel. Um, we are doing, there are some rooms left. Um, and we, if you are interested, if you are somebody that wants to come and you get a room and you're going to spend the whole night there, Dee Dee is offering to walk you through some dream analysis the week before, correct Dee Dee, the week before yeah, sure. to see what, what your, what dreams sort of tie into your experience while you're there. And if you're going to sleep there, like yeah. what a beautiful way to see if a dream from the week to that night has yeah. anything to do with your and experience. After. And after you'll Even get like to work the week right after something could come up, like whenever it hits them, they're like, this is the dream. Right. Or maybe there's more than one. That's when yep. you would be like, what do you think of this? Yeah. Yeah. So seriously, guys, get your room for the, the Haunted Shanley Hotel. I will hook you up with Dee Dee and she's going to walk you through this. She is amazing with dream analysis. She's got great tips, <coughs> pardon me, to help you remember what you need from your dreams because it's all sorts of things i mean she's like oh if you were holding your drink in your right hand or your left hand makes a difference people learn to pick out all those things and write it all down and she will help you and she has this amazing way of bringing it together um uh, we could get you dozens of people that have already used dd that have been so i think they're repeat customers too dd i feel like yeah. they've come to you for multiple dreams not just yeah. one that's how good she is, folks. That's how good she is. So you're gonna want to use DD. Oh yeah. I have a question. The the dream that I talked about before, the Scooby Doo dream. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get like an idea of what was going on because you know Sarah actually shares into this whole thing. The dream itself that I was having is it, it was very cartoonish, but it wasn't completely cartoonish. It's very like hybrid. The Scooby-Doo theme was playing. We were walking around what would be the Freddy Krueger house with the, the lats and all of that, peering oh. through the holes with the lats. Mm -hmm. Sarah was there. Rob was there. And Danny was there. And we were going from room to room, you know, like in the Scooby-Doo cartoons where they're running from one room <laughs> to the next room with the red <laughs> like this. And there was a, a tall-looking guy, bald, wearing a genie vest, floating, standing up going around the hallway the thing we were just not wanting to be seen by this genie guy but we were going from the room to the room to the room scooby dooby doo here are you <laughs> and you know i get up and you know sarah's text is right there asking how are you doing you know somewhere along the way she picked up on that i was thinking about her and she texted to communicate whether or not that was true or not want to know first of all what the hell with the dream uh cartoons does that mean anything yeah well usually <laughs> cartoons and dream symbols can mean a lot of things but the usual symbol for cartoons is it has to do with your childhood so it's something that is from your childhood that is coming to your attention it doesn't mean that it's something that happened it's a way of thinking so the scooby-doo theme when you told me that when you started telling me about it 
to me, that just resembled the paranormal, but it could be something else. But that's how I took it. Um, going room to room, uh, rooms are different aspects of ourself. So it almost sounds like you're bouncing back and forth to all these different aspects of yourself. And then somewhere the genie's like in the hallway or? Yeah, he's literally standing up like in uh, uh, Stranger Things, that ugly thing in season two or season three with the uh, things coming out of him. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's just standing up and he's floating around in a stand-up position. But it was so, a genie, bald head, had the yeah. beard and, and all of that. Um, so that's something that you feel is like blocking you or hindering you from deciding on a room or it sounds like it's very scattered. And then the bottom line is you come down to Sarah texting you, asking you, what'd she ask you? Are you okay? Or how are you doing? Yeah. She just asked how I was doing. She yeah. sensed that I was thinking of her. So, I mean, yeah, I was. But... I didn't know that. I, all no. I said was, how are you? He said, why did you ask that? Like, why did you? And I just said, I don't know. <laughs> just did. Oh, wait, you texted in real life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. While you were having this dream. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, I like that because Sarah always seems to have like this connection with people where she doesn't know why, but you always connect with people that way. <laughs> and, and it brings something out that maybe they need to discover about themselves. I mean, just looking at it without like sitting down and analyzing it, you know, looking everything up. To me, it sounds like you're kind of either involved in too many things. There's too many aspects of yourself that you're trying to discover at the same time. Or, and then the genie in the middle is like, you're blocked. That's you. That's an aspect of yourself that's blocking you or causing you to hesitate or draw your attention. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what well, it is. We, the genie, we, you know, we were playing hide and seek essentially with the genie and the genie never saw us, but it was, we would wait in this little area and look through the hole with the lats. So the genie walked, went by, then we would run to the next room, you know, going through the hallway, you know, room Do you to room. remember anything about any of the rooms? No, other than the, the walls, the, the lats and the walls, it was all very Freddy Krueger as far as like the house was concerned. Um, That's interesting. So because you have to think each room is a different aspect of yourself. So you weren't you were so worried about what was coming through that you weren't looking at yourself. You weren't looking around the room. You were just right. looking at and it, it sounds fear based because of the Freddy Krueger thing. So that's yeah. that that's basically what it is. And her call, you know, I, I love that the synchronicity that she just asked you how you're doing. But um, well, I've never been on an actual paranormal investigation. I all my paranormal stuff happens in ritualized settings, uh, and it's been that way the whole time. So I see how basically through a screen, other people doing investigations, and I think I don't know. My mind was trying to figure out how would I would experience it, right? And that's why you don't see anything because you don't know. <laughs> and, you know, it really comes down to uh, uh, childhood, you know, Scooby-Doo. They were paranormal investigators. Yeah, know? that was your first. That was all of our first uh, paranormal show. <laughs> that's right. Or it's because Rob and Danny and I are running. Just that's what Rob's always running from room to room at investigations. You picked up on that. 
right? Because they're always going through all their investigations and, you know, you're watching that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's telling you to get on a get haunted event, Stacey. It it could (laughs) be. It's definitely on the mind. Yeah. Yeah. But the the crazy part of it too was that all the Scooby sound effects were there too. You know, as you're running, you hear the, yeah. You know, (laughs) that's all coming from your memory. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't, I can't recall if I've ever dreamt in an animated form. That's very interesting. I don't know if I've ever. Well, it wasn't completely animated, but it was cartoonish. Like, uh, yeah. uh, Lens Darkly, that, that movie that came out years ago, where they're all very crayon looking. Um, but they, they were people, you could tell who they were. They were just mm-hmm. cartoonish. Oh, John, John kind of brings up something, though, if you think about it, Stacy, you know, helping sort of uh, with some some spiritual guidance through the last few months, perhaps. Perhaps why the Scooby-Doo themed sort of situation that. Well, that's why I wanted to ask Didi, because to me, it was my mind trying to make up what it's like to go out on a paranormal investigation even though that yeah. I haven't done one. And the people that I, the only people I know who do it really. Right. Are, That's why you might put them in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You and Rob and Danny. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I it's, don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> so see here. right there, folks, use DD for your dream analysis. It just doesn't get any better. It just doesn't get any better. Um, all right, folks, we've kept you for an hour and a half. We're just like, so nice to not be network, right, Dee? We can just right. do what we want. Do we want? <laughs> <laughs> just look at all the things we talked about tonight. All right, folks, uh, get ready. It is the Blonde's birthday month. We're gonna we'll plan a little fun. Maybe like we we need to do uh, either or boxers or briefs. We need to do something fun, Dee. Yeah, Bring out some games. You you found some new games that everybody always loves. Rabbit, rabbit. So we'll have a little fun birthday little party and uh, game night boxers with all of briefs. you. Boxers or briefs. I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> I put that link in again too for the to talk to. Oh, us. for Spotify. Yeah. So look at that. Copy and paste that. Um, leave us a message. Be kind. Or share an experience. We'll play it. Yeah. Um, if you want us to not use your name, don't. You can say we'd like this to be anonymous. But um, I believe that's all we can. We're, we're the only ones that can hear it, right? We're the yeah. only ones that could go back and listen. So you're safe yeah. if you want it to be anonymous. We don't have to use your name. Um, so check out that link right there. Uh, and please go to gethaunted.com and check out our events to see what's coming up. Like I said, we have a few rooms left at the Shanley. Um, White Hill is sold out and we are getting close to being sold out for the USS North Carolina. So if you're looking for something to do on the uh, 4th of July weekend, that might be an option right there, but you better do it now because rooms, I don't even know, like hotel rooms on a a long weekend might be kind of tough to find, but, um, you can still do it. There are some rooms left. Um, and then we go into July and I believe we have conjuring house. Gosh, what else do we have off the top of my head? I can't even, I don't even know why I would even try. I don't even know why I'm going to pretend I can remember all the way to July. But uh, yes, John C., get haunted, stay hydrated, get haunted, stay haunted, paranormally blonde every Monday, 7 p.m. right here on YouTube. Uh, and please go check out Didi on Haunted Hour on Twitter. She does awesome polls, take part in her polls. And we do also, um, oh, that's right, Tennessee Tour. That's what it is. The 28th and 29th, we have two, two amazing hospitals, Old South Pit 
in uh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Old Harriman Hospital in Harriman, Tennessee. That is two hospitals, two nights for $200. Ooh. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Get your VIP access card, people. Not only do you get your two nights for $200, you also get an amazing discount on uh, Get Haunted merchandise. So why would you not join and be a Get Haunted VIP? -er? I don't know. I say do it. Thank you, Brittany, for reminding me that. Um, all right, folks. So uh, we will see you guys next week. As always, on the side, we see you. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for always being a huge support. Stacy, thank you for always being on standby when we need to ask you questions. Yeah. We, it does make a great Father's Day gift. No kidding. It does. It makes a great Father's Day gift. So go get your VIP card. Uh, Dee Dee, I'm sure I'll see you on social media. Stacy, yeah. we'll see you now on social media. Stacy has joined the Facebook world with us. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really, it really sucks. <laughs> I every time I get on it, I'm like, God, why am I here again? I know you're only. We there all for feel paranormal. that way. <laughs> That's right. You're only there for paranormal. Do what Dee Dee does. She only truly checks on the paranormal, and she gets the hell off. She's like, I'm yeah, out of here. I specifically so. pick people and I get in and get out. <laughs> yeah, get in, get out. That's how you got to do it. So thank you, Stacy, so much, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Peace.